The creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. It is a wonderful football Wednesday. It is Nick Costos, it is Ken Barkley, and it is you here on the BetQL Network, simulcast for the next couple hours, two to be exact, by our friends at Stadium. If you're watching us on Stadium right now, we sincerely appreciate it. Two hours of badass wagertainment coming your way, getting you set to bet and win this weekend on the National Football League and also on tonight's slate in the NBA. Uh, Rob Bazola, Pro Sports Better, will join us in just a moment. We will get to some of the line movement in the news today in the National Football League Wednesday. First, a wave of injury reports coming out for the games to be played on Sunday. We've got some of it for Saturday's games. we got all sorts of good stuff coming your way, including Justin Jefferson saying he'll play on Saturday for the Vikings and their game at the Bengals. We'll talk about that game in the line movement and the rest of the slate, Week 15 in the NBA. NFL. Will Brinson from CBS Sports, still to come. Eric Eager from Sumer Sports, still to come. Our pal, Noobs, from FTN, coming up next hour, talking NBA. All of our bets for tonight, power hour, final hour of the show. But joining us right now, the aforementioned Rob Pozzola, Pro Sports Better, our good friend from The Hammer. Uh, we encourage people to check out The Hammer on Twitter. At the Hammer HQ, Rob Sports Betting Content Company, that Eric Eager, Joey Knish, among others, guests that we have on the show, uh, do do content for Rob. So check out the Hammer at the Hammer HQ on Twitter. And Rob Sports Betting Podcast is Circles Off. Find it wherever you find your podcasts. And Rob on Twitter at his name, at Rob Bazola. Pizza Man, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. How's it going? Jeez Louise, guys. It's going really well for me. It's <laughs> nice. going really yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As you can nice. tell, I caught the earlier shows this week and uh, almost yeah. drove my car off of the road when uh, when that conversation <laughs> happened because I also grew up with a childhood friend, very similar to Ken, who uh, who just used to say, geez Louise, for some reason or another. <laughs> geez Louise. And I'll never forget that guy. Don't know what he's up to now either, but uh, yeah, that was a great throwback to my youth. Yeah, that kid probably Louis, wore I, his yeah. underwear like a necklace, I would guess. Probably <laughs> keep saying geez Louise. What's he doing now? I don't know. Probably making human suits. I don't know. Probably something like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Rob, we were uh, we were talking off air because like, I, I, I don't want to talk about the NFL now for like 30 more seconds. We were talking off the air about the Edmonton Oilers. We talked about them in the first hour of the show. They won a billion games in a row. And I asked you, have you bought it? Because I was like in the last segment, I don't know if I want to buy Edmonton. Like maybe I do because they're they're really good now. And you you emphatically said yes. You you have like made bets on the Edmonton Oilers to do things uh, in just maybe a couple seconds here. Like what what did you bet and why do you like them? Yeah, so it's a little bit different now. And I, I like I don't want to be the pass posting guy, pat myself on the back type of situation. But I generally believe talent wins out in the NHL, right? And there's a lot of times where teams will struggle out of the gates in the NHL and everyone's like, what's going on? What's wrong with this team? And it's like, well, it's just a very small sample. And in the case of the Oilers, they were actually playing very good hockey. Uh, Corsi, Fenwick, expected goals, kind of any metric that you want to use that dictates the way that that, that play is happening. Edmonton was playing well and they weren't getting results because they were getting sewered by goaltending. 
And eventually, at some point, that balances out. So I ended up betting the Oilers to win the Stanley Cup and the Western Conference when they were basically like a pick them to win the playoffs. I, I just... I think people sour too quickly on these teams early in the season that are very, very good and will eventually figure it out. Now, lately, I've actually had some value against Edmonton, at least in their last couple of games. So like the market has corrected on them, in my opinion, at this point, and people are, are like realizing, yeah, they're as good as we thought we were, they were going into the year. But that's just like a general rule of thumb, especially in the NHL. Think about this next year in the early going when t one team is doing terrible out of the gates. It was the Toronto Maple Leafs last year that were the team. Everyone's like, what's wrong with the Leafs? It's like, well, they played 12 games. You know, there's still a, a lot more to go. There's still another 70, and they're going to figure it out. Well, and they did until the well, second round of the Florida Panthers. Sort of. But that's a yes. that is a, if you're that down is the regular a, season. That, that is a, that though. It's a story for another time, my friend. Let's turn our attention to the National Football League slate. I'm sorry, I had to throw that in. There. That's kind of a low blow. Well, uh, get to the slate this week. Jeez, let's start. Let's start. Jeez, Louise, Thursday night football. How about this matchup? Easton Stick and Aiden O'Connell. Jimmy Garoppolo, Brian mm -hmm. Hoyer. Uh, so the news breaking this morning, Antonio Pierce, Raiders head coach, giving his press conference saying he doesn't know who's going to start at quarterback. I'll, if they start Brian Hoyer tomorrow night, I'll I'll eat a shoe. I will eat a shoe if Hoyer. That makes no sense if Hoyer is the quarterback. It should Eat be AOC or Jimmy got. G. You were showing yeah. us off the camera. Yeah. I love those. Love love those socks. I mean, I, <laughs> Aiden O'Connell might, might be the most like disliked AOC in the country right now, which is saying something. Uh, Rob, Raiders still like a three-point favorite, but Chargers three minus 15 right now. Uh, total in this game on Thursday Night Football, 34 and a half. So total's getting bet up a little bit. Um, any bets for you with the Chargers and the Raiders on Thursday night? So not yet for me. Uh, honestly, I'll just say it so that you guys can clip it if I'm wrong and it gives you something to promote. But Brian Hoyer has a 0% chance of starting this. Like, it would be insane if he starts this game. I still think it's going to be Aiden O'Connell. It's a short week. Uh, when Pierce took over as head coach, he was very adamant he was going to roll with O'Connell going forwards. Maybe that's changed off of that terrible game against the Vikings. But, you know, I, I just don't see a change happening at quarterback. If this line gets off of three to two, two and a half, if it gets to two and a half, then I will potentially buy the Raider, Raiders here. I don't know much about Easton Stick. I've I watched a very limited sample of him play last week. Um, I saw the, the 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 pass in the red zone that was like an absolute rocket to the receiver in the flat, <laughs> which could have it just, was to Eckler, <laughs> like like a hundred miles an hour, guys, two feet away from him. I, I I I audibly laughed and laughed some more when I watched that. But with the Raiders' offense. They're coming off this game against the Vikings. Uh, I just did a show with with a, a, a fellow better and uh, a content creator for the Hammer, Cleve TA, who I really respect his opinion on. And he pointed out something really interesting, which was if you look at the last four games uh, or four teams that have played the Minnesota Vikings, their outputs in those games offensively have been bottom three EPA for the entire season. So the Vikings are playing extremely good defense right now against a lot of teams. And it's not going unnoticed, but maybe not going noticed to the degree that it should. So it is a pretty good buy low spot for the Raiders. Like the Chargers are are not interesting to me. They couldn't get it done with a an actually a good quarterback. And now you're gonna put in Easton Stick, and all of a sudden this is gonna change things for you. So I, I'm hope I saw some Chargers money tick in today. I'm just waiting. I don't want the Raiders to win by by four. That seems like a bad bet. But the Raiders minus two and a half win by three. That seems like a good bet to me. So that's what I'm monitoring for Thursday night football. 
Yeah, it's interesting market too. A couple places have come off three, but you're also seeing some money come in on the Raiders as that happens. So kind of like that push and pull that Rob's talking about, maybe some disagreement. And that happens, obviously, when you have backup quarterbacks, you have weird stuff going on. People can disagree about what the number is supposed to be. Uh, An application of that Vikings defense thing, they play the first game Saturday against Cincinnati. The total in that game is 40 for anybody who wants to like play that angle uh, that Rob just brought up that the Vikings defense has been really good. The second game on Saturday, Rob, pretty interesting. And we literally have like market movement in this game taking place right now where the Pittsburgh Steelers are taking some money. So the Colts were about two and a half, two point, two and a half, two point favorites everywhere at home against the Steelers. Now it's like twos and now some ones have just started appearing. So we're kind of like veering close to a pick in this game. Uh, what do we like Steelers Colts? That's the Saturday mid afternoon game. Yeah, so I'm looking for any updates on TJ Watt or Alex Highsmith and wondering if that's influencing the move right now. Uh, I'm going to be like the millionth person that somewhat likes the over in this game. And it's just a matter of determining the timing in the market one way or another. But I think Indy is like a dead nut over team right now, especially when you get them in good conditions, playing at home. They play fast. Uh, They do throw the ball downfield. They create, I mean, they generate uh, turnovers, at least on offense. Gardner Minshew's careless with the ball, creates a lot of short fields for the other team. So I'm kind of waiting here to determine what the timing is going to be. But one way or another, I'm going to like the over. One thing about the Steelers as well, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, no one's a big fan of Mitchell Trubisky. Like by this point, it's, it's known. But if you do look at his career and where he has not been terrible, that's mainly been against teams that play a ton of cover three. The Colts play the most cover three in the entire league. It's a defense that he kind of knows how to expose or not be terrible against, so to speak. So I actually think this total is pretty short one way or another. It's just now we got to navigate this TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith news and find the right entry point to the game. But I will be holding an over ticket at some point. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Wednesday. Bets for Week 15 in the National Football League with our pal pro sports better Rob Pizzola. Rob on Twitter at... Rob Pozzola. Uh, We futzed around and had a lot of fun at the beginning of the interview. So I think we have like four more games left and only about five minutes. So maybe, Rob, like 45 seconds per here, if you would be so kind. Uh, One more Saturday game, and then we'll move to Sunday. Uh, Interesting, like, betting movement on this Lions-Broncos game on Saturday night all week. Lions got bet out to five and a half, and now we're sitting Lions minus four on Saturday night against Denver. Total 47 and a half. How are you betting this one, Detroit and Denver? This is my buy price on the Lions here. Uh, I think they've kind of reached the low at this point. The last three teams or last three games they played, Bears, Saints, Bears, those teams very good at stopping the run, top seven in success rate in the league. The Broncos are not, which creates a lot for the Lions offense, in my opinion, when they can run the ball effectively. Broncos also play a ton of cover three. That's the defense Jared Goff consistently has beaten in his career as well. So I do expect the Lions to score points. It's now a matter of their defense. Can they get stops? Well, the Broncos, what they do well offensively, to me, that's not the way that you're going to expose this terrible Detroit defense. You want to take a lot of shots downfield. Denver doesn't really do that. Uh, So where we're at right now is the buy point for me. I like Detroit laying four. Rob, on on Sunday, some line movement in this Cleveland-Chicago game. Bears obviously playing really well the last month or so. Cleveland... Now Joe Flacco is the starter for the rest of the season, kind of stabilizing things, I guess, in the in the quarterback room. Browns were like between three and three and a half. Now like much closer to three. Most of the threes are just like minus 15 or minus 20. So we almost say just like Browns minus three, 37 and a half the total. What do we like here? 
I still like the Bears at this price. I think the Bears are really undervalued in market. And a lot of people are talking about how, you know, it's this vaunted Browns defense, and it's good. And and, and I, I don't expect Justin Fields to light the world on fire here. But what the Browns do is they play a lot of man defense. And if you look at Justin Fields over the course of his career, he generates tons of explosive plays against man, man defense because he'll throw downfield and he can take off with his legs. Quarterbacks that are burners with their legs, they tend to kill man defense. I'm not ready to price the Browns in this type of situation here. I think the Bears are just improving monumentally, especially defensively. And if you do look at the Browns injury report, offensive line is a disaster. Several key players on defense that are going to, you know, Denzel Ward was out last week, Juan Thornhill. They just lost Grant Delpit to IR, um, uh, Okoronkwo to IR this week as well. Like a lot, lot of things happening there that I think evens the playing field. I like the Bears in this game. Rob, let's go to the Battle of the Bay now. Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Packers in between a three and a three and a half point home favorite. Total 41 and a half. And let me just like get this into the show. And like Ken and I will talk about it a little later. Not a surprise. Tyreek Hill did not practice today for the Dolphins with his ankle injury. I don't think that's predictive of him not playing in the game on Sunday. Just wanted to get that in there for the live show. Ken and I will touch on that later. But Rob, thoughts here on Green Bay and Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think this is a good buy spot for the Packers having lost to uh, Tommy DeVito on Monday Night Football. Now, you want to monitor the injury report as well for your market entry because you do have Christian Watson, you have Jair Alexander, Quay Walker. Like These are impactful players one way or another. So maybe if those guys are out, you get yourself a three instead of a three and a half. You monitor that. But this has been a consistent theme with these NFC South teams. Tampa Bay's off back-to-back games against Carolina and Atlanta, which they both, which they won both. When these teams in the NFC South play outside of division, they are a disaster and have been all year. 36 games outside of division, 11 and 25 against the spread. They look a lot better than they are when they play another terrible team within division. I think Green Bay matches up very well against Tampa. I think Jordan Love in a great bounce back spot to move the ball here overall. So uh, I like the Packers. I haven't bet it yet. Again, monitoring injury report, but I'll have a ticket on the Packers one way or another. Right, we got like a, a minute left here. Cowboys and Bills, like a, a huge game, obviously, coming up this weekend. Weather forecast kind of ambiguous, like might be windy, might not, might be rainy, might not. It kind of makes it tough to like handicap the game and bet the game. Like two really, really good quarterbacks that like throwing the ball a lot playing in the game. Bills about a two, two and a half point favorite. The total for what it's worth, despite the weather, has stayed 50 and a half. And about 45 seconds here. Any advice for people trying to bet that game? Yeah, if this one hits 51 as a total, I'm going to click the under on this game and hold my nose. Uh, I think the Bills' defense has really improved in recent weeks. They have some injury concerns going into this week's game, for sure. But Dallas, we have not seen them play this quality of defense, which is not great, but not even like this quality of defense in a long, long time. Other side of the ball, Bills' offense isn't what people think it is. They're very... Uh, you know, protective of Josh Allen now. They don't want him to make mistakes. The downfield shots aren't there. They'll score, but they methodically work their way downfield a lot more than I think people are realizing. So if this hits 51, it's going to be like the, the painful bet of the week, but I'll bet the under in this game. Rob, we appreciate it, man, as always. Uh, people, please follow Rob on Twitter, at Rob Pizzola. Uh, check out The Hammer on Twitter. At the Hammer HQ, uh, we got Eric Eager will join us on the show a little bit later. Kanish will join us later in the week. Both do content for Rob, so follow the Hammer at the Hammer HQ and check out Rob's sports betting podcast. Circles off wherever the hell it is that you find your podcasts, my friend. We appreciate it. Jeez Louise, we've made it to the end of uh, week fifteen. Our conversation here on You Better You Bet. Stay well. Good luck with the bets, and we will talk to you next week here on the show. Thanks, guys. Good luck with your bets as well this week. Our pal Rob Bazola joining us here on You Better, You Bet. You know what my biggest takeaway from that interview with Rob is? 
I got to get some bets in on the Edmonton Oilers to win the Stanley well, apparently. Cup. <laughs> yeah, McDavid going to be the raising the cup at the end of the year. Who knew? Talk, yeah. some, talk some Edmonton Oilers. Uh, on the other side, Ken and I will talk about some line movement this week in the National Football League. Uh, Chargers and Raiders, Vikings and Bengals, and more. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Grand opening, grand closing for Justin Jefferson this past week. Uh, comes back off a long IR stint. Her hamstring and immediately gets like, just gets, I mean, when I saw that hit in real time that he took on, so I was like, oh my God, like my, my stomach and chest hurt watching that hit that Jefferson took, like the small of his back. Uh, so there was some concern, Ken, right, that Justin Jefferson might not play in the game this weekend. Uh, apparently, those fears have now been put to rest because Justin Jefferson telling reporters earlier today on Wednesday that he will, in fact, play in this game against the Cincinnati Bengals. And not that, like, there was any concern that this player would miss the game, but Jamar Chase is also going to be good to go with his ankle injury. So we'll get the LSU teammates, right, Chase and Jefferson, both play for the Vikings and Cincinnati. Uh, will Brinson, Eric Eager. And Noops coming up next hour on the show. Great stuff with Rob Bazola in the last segment. All of our bets for tonight coming up in the power hour, final hour of the program. But right now, we got to get you up to speed on all the line movements, all the injury news. We got a lot of interesting stuff going on today. Week 15 in the National Football League. Gentlemen, with this edition of It Moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It moved. Ah, it hits different the Wednesday before week 15 in the National Football League. We'll, uh, We'll get to the Vikings and the Bengals. The Jefferson thing was obviously really impactful. But actually, Ken, let's start Thursday night football with the Raiders and the Chargers. And we alluded to this with Rob Bazola when he joined us in the last segment. So, And, and credit to you because you were kind of like, you brought this up on Monday, I think. And I was like, I, I don't think this is going to happen. And now it looks like it might. Um, Raiders head coach Antonio Pierce saying today that he's not sure who the team will start at quarterback on Thursday night as the Raiders host Easton Stick and the L.A. <laughs> Eastern stick and the LA Chargers. Um, it'll either be AOC, obviously, who you know the fella could have had like 19 quarters and wouldn't have scored a point against the Vikings this past Sunday. Jimmy Garoppolo or Brian Hoyer. I I mean I can't imagine that it'll be Hoyer. So it seems like it'll be AOC or Garoppolo. Uh, Ken, how has the market reacted to this news? What do we got coming up tomorrow night with the Raiders and the Chargers? Yeah, some interesting movement, and uh, I know you on Monday were like immediately kind of thinking like Chargers are nothing in the game, or um, you know maybe the Chargers are more live to win because it's kind of like a fake end of season game where like the standings aren't impacted, playoff spots not at, at stake, so it's kind of like you know start a lot of random quarterbacks, or you're going to hold players out with injury. Those games can get really weird, and it was a three point spread. Um, betters have started taking the three with the Chargers, uh, so the the market is kind of all over the place right now. Uh, sloppy to use a word i use on the show sometimes because and this this almost never happens actually uh at this exact moment you could bet uh the chargers three minus 110 so chargers plus three minus 110 exists it exists in like three different places right now you could also bet raiders minus two and a half minus 115 
right now. And there's like a that's like a pretty large spread, like as in like a price difference between two uh two sides of the same game. And they both exist right now. There's actually a two and a half minus one ten right now at one place. So it just you almost never see that. And it just speaks to kind of like how all over the place the betting on this game is. And there isn't like a consistent consensus price. Um, so obviously line shopping here is going to be really advantageous to you. But the kind of the main headliner is that the Chargers are getting bet. The threes are basically all gone. Um, do I think this is a reaction to like the potential that Jimmy G starts and like the viewing of him as an upgrade? Possibly. Uh, it could be just interest in a, a key number of three and like a fake game too. It could be both. Um, it could all kind of be wrapped in the same thing. We also, I don't know if we ended up getting an update on like Josh Jacobs and whether he's going to play. We also, I think we did get like a little bit of an update, right? Uh, on Josh Palmer, like, like I think more likely to play, I think is what I saw. So just like all of these things collectively have basically just made the three appealing to people and it started to get bet. So it looks like my best guess would be like tomorrow night, this game goes off something less than three Raiders, two and a half or less. Um, the total in the game has basically stayed the same open 34 and a half. It's 34 and a half right now. Yeah. And uh, just like on Jacobs, we don't have any definitive word yet. My guess is this will, this will get taken up to actives and inactives tomorrow night. And it seems like Palmer is more likely to play than not play, but I don't think we'll know that for sure until tomorrow, uh, until Thursday. Um, just like curious, your opinion here. Um, Look, I, I kind of like the Chargers no matter what, even if Garoppolo's going to play. Like, at this point, like, Garoppolo has to be considered an upgrade over Aiden O'Connell, right? With a, like, You can't be worse than what O'Connell was this past weekend. And I understand, like, the Vikings defense has been good. Also, you score no points on an offense that has Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, like Hunter Renfro, Michael Mayer, Josh Jacobs. Like, that's inexcusable, man. And I'm not trying to, like, bang on the young kid. Just, like, at home. It's brutal. I, the Minnesota Vikings can have a good defense. Also, they're not the 2,000 Ravens. They both wear purple it's not the same thing i'm sorry it's really bad so if garoppolo plays like it has to be an upgrade right over it and i'm not even saying like it's the right football thing to do maybe like evaluate o'connell and play him in the game like that that's not the conversation just that how could garoppolo not be an upgrade in this game like i think it would make it if it if it goes to like two and a half or two and garoppolo's gonna play i think i might change my tune a little bit on what i like in the game ken i think i might like the raiders at that point well you said something interesting just to to continue this a little bit it and it's funny because rob's answer I think Rob's answer was supposed to make me like the, what was it supposed to do? Make me like the Raiders because he was waiting Correct. for it to come off three. And uh, I was like, Chargers, that's not right. Um, it kind of made me like the over. Basically, like that what the Vikings did to the Raiders is not representative whatsoever of what this game is going to be like. And God, sometimes these fake games when they're in ideal weather conditions can get really loose because they like don't matter. It's true. Because <laughs> it's just, it's just kind of whatever. And it's, it obviously all has to be in relation to the price. You're getting a very, very, very low price on scoring in this game. 34 and a half is the total. Again, there are going to be plenty of weather games. All of them have higher totals than this game right now. You said something, too, that I think is interesting. And I, I don't watch the game this way, and I don't watch it as closely as a lot of people. But you said, and I think Tyler was even saying in our chat, that like Easton Stick did some really impressive things when he came in for Herbert. Now that's going to be masked by the final score of the game a little bit, like how his performance was. Also now he has like a full, well not a full week, but he has like reps with the ones knowing that he's the starter in the game, which will always be different than being forced into action. Like is, is I, I mean, I can't believe I'm going to say this, like is Easton Stick kind of like a play on, not even for them to win, but just like, are the scoring conditions, like let's say Garoppolo starts, like Easton Stick Garoppolo 34 and a half, like, is that, is that way too low, even though there's a lot we don't know about this? I, it might be. Uh, honestly, like, I, I think I'm kind of, like, way in on this over now. Even if, like, Aiden O'Connell's the quarterback, I think I might be, like, way in on this over sure. now. 
Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo would obviously make you like it more. Just on, just on stick. So for people that don't know, and like, why would you know this? Unless like you're like a sicko. Yeah, with please this stuff, don't like know some this. of us are. Hope you don't um, know this. Right. <laughs> Easton Stick uh, succeeded Carson Wentz at North Dakota State, and like, that like racked up like a gaudy one loss record. They're one of the best teams in whatever in the bowl subdivision, and like, and run, and is a pretty good athlete. And you know, Rob and I, Rob was joking about it, right? We joked about it in the last segment. I talked about it on Monday. The Stick had awesome, it was like the Desmond Ritter, like, miss of B. John Robinson, except Easton Stick, like, threw the ball a thousand miles per hour past Eckler. It was legitimately, like, laugh out loud funny. I guess if you bet on the Chargers, it wasn't funny. I bet the Broncos, so I thought it was hilarious. It was great. Um, so, look, like, he's not a finished product, I don't think, but he threw a beautiful rainbow long ball to Quinton Johnston that Johnson hauled in for, like, a 50-plus yard reception. So, like, he's he's got the goods a little bit physically. He's like a really good athlete. Um, my sense is, is that they're going to try and like, and get, get him out of the pocket, get him moving a little bit, have him use his legs with a full week of preparation. Oh man. 99 star whale play of the millennium over Easton stick and AOC. I, I think I'm going to bet the over tomorrow night now. I think I'm in. The, the other, the other thing, uh, I'm looking up something, right? I guess, I don't know how prop markets work. Are they going to be open yet for this game? They probably are. It's tomorrow night. I Charger like stuff is going to be open. The Raiders stuff, my Raider stuff will Sorry. be open. I think you're you're absolutely right. Uh, well, I, I mean, I have I have an O'Connell and an Easton stick number. Now, obviously, like you can bet the O'Connell number, it might not even be O'Connell. Like Easton stick passing yards. You want to try to guess what it is? Uh, is the first digit a one? It is. Uh, one eighty-three and a half. One ninety-three and a half. Okay. We're going to play against the Raiders defense in ideal weather. We're going to have 193 and a half up there. Really? Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. I said this on Monday, and I mean it. Like, he would never be a guy that would impact a point spread. I'm not suggesting that. It's like, Josh Palmer actually yeah. playing, like, a actually matters, like, to this, yeah. like, 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 more abundant offense. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to look up some other stuff. Completions, 18 and a half. Like, we don't, like, my thing is, like, I think the Chargers could have explosive plays. I don't want to play, like, quantity, necessarily. Longest pass of the game. You mentioned the pass to Johnston. You want to guess what this number is? It's, I will say, I've actually, I'm a sicko. I've actually looked at this market before for a few things. Like, sometimes to, because I thought things, I thought I had, like, a couple huge edges one time. And it's, like, weather games. You always want to bet, like, under on the longest pass. You can still lose, but, like, the ball through the, like, Bill's Cowboys might be a game where, like, the longest pass will be a really big number because it's Allen and Dak Prescott. But, like... Maybe the wind's like 30 miles per hour. Kind of an interesting choice you have in that game. You want to try to guess what this one is? Like, sweat. Stick? Yeah. Every time the ball's in the air, like your heart's like in your throat. Passes. That's fun. Like, here's Cavante Turpin <laughs> behind the line of scrimmage, and you're like having a heart attack. Yeah. So, um, you want to you try to guess what the Easton Stick long pass number is? Um, it, It's either a two or a three, right? Maybe it's a two. 30, 31 and a half. Okay. Oh, yeah. They're going to take right? a couple shots to Quentin Johnson yeah. deep in this game. Or and you've oh, seen, that's, it's the one thing definitely. you've seen him do. It's the one thing you've seen him do in a game. And run. What about rushing? Do you have his rushing yards? You said he was a good athlete. I have a it right here. MGM doesn't. Oh, actually, I don't have MGM it. Do oh, you got it? MGM no, doesn't have, have that have open if you can find it somewhere else. I have everybody that's not him. <laughs> like, literally everybody else. Uh, but, like, what about, what like, stick anytime touchdown? Yeah. Yes, please. Uh, let's well, see. Also, can I? And, and, and here's just, like, a just... Yo, 
the talk going into the game on Sunday against the Broncos, and it wasn't yeah. just us saying it, Brandon Staley said it, right, was that Eckler's been really inefficient. He didn't say that exactly. Basically, our run game needs to get going. We're going to shuttle the other guys in like Kelly and Spiller. Eckler went for five yards per carry and scored like a goal line touchdown last week. Like, I kind of think he might be like low-key back a little bit. His rushing yards prop at BetMGM is 46 and a half tomorrow night. Like, how, how is he? I, I think he goes over that. Easton stick anytime touchdown. I see plus 650. That, that, I see that number's way 24 too high, to right? 1, 24-1 to one first touchdown of the game. Like, oh they're not used to God. seeing the wheels, design, scripted plays, the little draw by the goal line. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I think something has become abundantly clear, which is that on tomorrow night's show, we may have, like, 20 bets on this game on tomorrow's show. Like, I, I mean, like, alts, a lot of... Here's the, cause here's the thing. <laughs> there were a lot of things. Here's another one. The total is 34 and a half by rule and the yardage props aren't always like derivatives of what the, like this game is expected to be ass and we're going to play it like that Patriots Jets game, like three years ago where we played every single over on like a 32 total and we hit literally all of them except for like one guy. I, all of these might be good. All of them. Like, oh, which prop is your favorite? The, the board. Like, that's my favorite. Like, what is, like, I'm talking about like, what are some alt yards? What is like... I'm trying to see like what chargers are available for this. Not like, what a lot. about like Johnston? Like and I and I hate him. Like he's he's sunk me in, in a couple fantasy leagues, but like I think he's gonna be there. I guess Palmer, that, that the, one the might Palmer not be thing, as good because Palmer might just take that. Palmer's status means like the receiving stuff's not up for anybody except Eckler right now. But I'm saying yeah. like long like longest reception. I'm saying like longest reception for everyone on the Chargers might be good over. Eckler's is twelve yeah. and a half right now. Oh, baby. Like, Allen and Palmer are probably... I mean, so just as a, as a frame of reference, Devontae Adams is 21 and a half. And Easton Sticks passing yards is less than AOC's. Or it's like the same, about the same number. So I think, like, you can kind of infer Allen and... I mean, Quinn Johnston's number might be like 10 and a half or something. But, like, Palmer and Keenan Allen will be less than 21 and a half as their longest reception. Eckler had seven targets last week, five receptions. I wonder how many times he's had a reception longer than this, which would be interesting. Um, I am going to like not, check not like, even that it during matters. the break. It's a new quarterback, but yeah. Well, I, 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 and I'm going to check to see like how many of those targets were from Herbert and how many for, from Stick, which I guess like Agreed. it may not matter because like this will be like a new game plan with Stick as the quarterback. Right. Tyler writes in our chat, Stick's yards per pass attempt was seven and a half in the second half in an incredible, and Tyler notes, incredibly small sample size, and that would put him in the top six in the NFL. <laughs> I think... I think we're like, I think we might be cooking big time here with something. I actually really like it. It's kind of got all the things that I usually like when I make a bet. Like Over logical, makes logical sense. Price is incredibly low. Yeah, I kind of like it. I, I wish there was more stuff open now. Well, we got to wait for once. We'll, we'll have everything tomorrow night. What, you think we're going to get beat on this stuff? The total's 34 and a half. I don't think anybody's really onto this, you know? <laughs> Fair enough. And you know why Fair I, you know why I might, might not be onto it? Because we might be really dumb. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see what happens. And I'll, and, and I'll tell you, I have to sneeze. No. Got a Nick Ashew going? Yeah. Sorry, it that was one, one was like folks. unavoidable. You missed it off camera. It was a Thanks. really good one. <laughs> yeah, I, I turned my microphone off. But yeah. that was like, it was. there was no way that was getting around do that one. Do you do a big build up um, noise before? Like, do you like, ah! and then you do it some people do that i'm i'm a for my entire life i'm a multi-sneezer yeah i too. sneeze like 
and that was only one. I usually sneeze like five times every exacto time. Exacto or trifecta? Like right, yeah. I'm more like an exacto. Like uh, it just, it's a sneeze and then you know there's another one. Um, Devontae's receiving yards prop tomorrow is 62 and a half. I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to do some hashtag research during the break. Because if, if Garoppolo's going to be the quarterback. Right. Oh, 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 baby. All right. On the other side, more, more Raiders Chargers game of the week in the NFL, apparently, and more line movement for week 15. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. The quarter could be a freebie to the end zone. It is caught. Jefferson for another touchdown. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. You're like uh, wondering, didn't, didn't they play that highlight already? Ah, uh, yes. Yes, we did. And yeah. then we never talked about it. So we figured we'd play Sorry, it again. Everybody. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, so Justin Jefferson could be back for the Vikings, as we uh, we told you 20 minutes ago. Um, look, I looked it up during the break. Easton Stick targeted Austin Eckler five times last week in the second half of uh, the Chargers. Now, look, they were down in the game. But uh, it's young quarterback making his first NFL start. Kind of seems like a decent idea to involve, you know, one of the best pass-catching running backs of the last decade in the sure. NFL. Just a thought. Like Eckler's going to be pretty involved give you something else? tomorrow night. Yeah. something else in that game because we're just this is going to be Raiders Chargers hour clearly uh you got you got Khalil Mack and Max Crosby against maybe Aiden O'Connell and Easton Stick safety <laughs> so you're you're all in on the safety props after last week right for the Jets <laughs> so only in the Jets game is what I have ever thought about betting one and now I'm like Easton Stick and Aiden O'Connell dropping back to pass with like ferocious edges Maybe it's defensive touchdown. Maybe. Maybe it's... Uh, oh, man. How else could you play it? First turnover fumble. I'm sure there are turnover props because it's a primetime game. Honestly, if mind, Garoppolo kind of plays, maybe you'll like it more. <laughs> Jimmy's a freaking <laughs> statue, man. That's you true. might That's like it more if Garoppolo plays. That's actually a great point. Yeah. It's, and uh, for a defensive touchdown, you would much prefer that because he throws interceptions at a crazy rate. So you would much prefer him start for like the pick six type defensive touchdowns. But the sack fumble stuff, maybe too. That's another way the game gets loose. Like you just, you don't want the game. What's the, like the right word? You don't want the game to be cautious. You don't want it to be conservative. You want it to be crazy, like crazy in all ways. It doesn't have to be downfield passing. You just want it to be uh, dangerous. You want there to be the threat of an explosive play at all times. Well, it, well, it's two five and eight teams like playing out the string. Two coaches who like probably won't be back in their jobs yep. next year. I, I I don't see why they wouldn't like throw I love the cards down on the table. Up. I love how we built this up. <laughs> this is the the game is in twenty eight hours. I'm all. I can't wait. I can't wait for the game. When I was I was so out on this game, and now we have a betting angle. Now we got something good. Uh, insane scoring and yardage when none is expected. I'm gonna. I mean, it's SGPs maybe too. Oh, we got. We could cook up some stuff that's insane for tomorrow with that. With these projections. I'll tell you what we should do. Because like uh, in the board of spreads video I do for BetMGM every week, I do an SGP plus. Mm. Which people that don't know is when you take one same-game parlay, another same-game parlay, and you parlay those some bitches together, mm. and SGP+. Plus. Well, like the funny thing is, it's not an SGP anymore. Except good. So it'd be like a, like an MGP, like a multi-game parlay. Yeah, yeah but no, well, it's an, SG, it is, it's an SGP+. Plus. Right, or like squared. Yeah. 
Like, whatever. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm going to say whatever BetMGM pays me to do and tells me to say. I think Betty M, I think BetMGM will be perfectly happy with people doing a same, a normal same game parlay on tomorrow night's game instead of a plus if they if they so choose. Uh, I will be For sure to do that probably. I, I might maybe I'll cook up a couple and we'll get them out on the show because like just think about it like, God I, oh man I got to check to see like what's even parlayable. Like can I do like the over on everybody's receptions? Can I put that together? Is that allowed? They're like. I probably don't even get a big price boost on that because they're so correlated because it, mean, it means Easton stick is good. <laughs> but I don't know. They called it, called it, well, uh, maybe name the SGPs too, like we did in the playoffs. Uh, you know, you you know, I like that. Yeah. All right. We'll block out some time tomorrow. We'll do, we got to, sometimes we give Thursday Night Football like five minutes. They probably need like a whole segment at least tomorrow on that game. So all of a uh, sudden. Wor- working titles, the Green New Deal. Yep. Like money. I have one that I, I was gonna, I was gonna say something. I was like, I definitely can't say this. Um, <laughs> stick it, stick it to them. Oh, that's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. Like a Jesus is risen, but it's like Jesus. It's a, yeah. I had I had something involving Jimmy G yeah. that was just like I cannot say this. Cannot say this. He gets us. You know? I'll I'll type yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah definitely yeah. can't say yeah. that. Yeah, if that's, uh, you know, some things you can say, some things you can't say. That's all right. <laughs> you know, we'll be saying a lot say. tomorrow. We win. That's what we'll be saying a lot. Yeah. I, I think that would, that would be really awesome. All right. So more, more Raiders Chargers coming up tomorrow on, uh, on, on You Better You Bet. You are home for Thursday Night Football. Uh, let's. Part of me wants to just like never talk about the Vikings and Bengals and have that be the bit. Yeah. But like we really, we really should, we really should discuss tomorrow. the game. Like a three <laughs> And then on Friday again, be like, by the way, uh, we found out two days ago that Justin Jefferson's playing. Yeah. Uh, now let's now hit about that Mario movement. music, Jake. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Jefferson's going to play. Mullins yeah. is starting for Minnesota. Mullins we knew about yesterday. Chase is going to play for Cincinnati. Uh, we don't know about Alexander Madison's status yet. Not that he matters to the points, but just like for fantasy players, prop betters, etc. We don't know if Madison's going to play. If not, it'll be Ty Chandler Bing. <laughs> could, could we put in any more bets? Rest in peace, Matthew Perry. Uh, what do we have here, Ken, with the Bengals and the Vikings on Saturday? Yeah. Uh, a lot of interest in Minnesota is what we have. So Jefferson going to play Mullins starter for sure. Like a part of it, but like Jefferson going to play, this was down to Cincy three everywhere. We were talking about like a three, three and a half point spread at the start of the week. This was down to three everywhere this morning. Uh, several places have now gone to two, two and a half on the game. So Bengals down to like two and a half minus 15, two and a half minus 20. That started to appear. Um, not every book there yet. Still some three one tens, but a lot of interest in Minnesota, driven by news and information, which makes sense. Jeep. Total in the game, 40 and a half with some 40s on the board. Um, it's interesting, just like if you listen to that Pizzola answer from once, you're like, uh, under, because the Vikings defense is amazing, I guess. But like your first thought about the game is, is like Jefferson and Chase playing and the Bengals offense has been really good recently. Um, so I'll be curious to see like kind of how the total market develops. The one thing, it's so funny because the Saturday games, I didn't do this. Just real quick, like, I just want to get a weather forecast for this game. I have the Sunday stuff. It's so funny. And I just, like, forgot there was 50 degrees, no wind. Great. Maybe some rain. Uh, okay. Well, it's not going to drop for that reason yet. And, uh, yeah, ter- total, I don't really know where we're going, but kind of like some predictable line movement with some interest in Minnesota with the injury news. Okay. So if, and you better you bet with Nick and Ken here, uh, three great guests coming up next hour, Will Brinson, Eric Eager, and our pal Noobs talking NBA. Noobs, well, the other two guests talking NFL. Um if what Rob's saying is true, 
Like this Vikings defense has kind of morphed into something different. They did shut out and look, O'Connell was terrible in the game. The Raiders do have a lot of talent on offense at the skill position. It's pretty impressive that they were able to shut them out. Um, and it's like, it felt like Vegas never came close to scoring. If it's true that this Vikings defense is really that good, um, is like the play here to wait for three and a half to pop. I know you liked Minnesota earlier in the weekend anyway. Is it is it Minnesota at anything above a field goal? Like that's kind of like after hearing Rob's answer, I was kind of like maybe Cincinnati, but like I I need three minus one ten or like less to make the bet on Cincy. I think now my preferred play would be to bet Minnesota and get more than three. I, my only problem is like you're. I don't think it's ever 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 coming back again. Like it's we're, we're three and a half to three right? to two and yeah. a half. Like it's much more likely the game literally just goes off like two and a half one ten. Or something. So in that case, your choice is going to be: Do you want to tease Minnesota if you get to the finish line? Oh, and it's two and a half, which I, is I Vikings, think that's Vikings what I to play to a one possession game. Yeah, the Vikings to play a one. Well, gee, uh, how many times did the Vikings play a game that's a one? Oh, a hundred percent of the time. Well, that's like a, that's a pretty good percent. Uh, maybe that's a bet we're thinking about. Yeah, I mean, got got to throw them in the teaser conversation. Um, I will say <laughs> because I, because I'm not done talking about Chargers Raiders yet. Uh, yeah, I yeah. would not I would not tease that game. Easton stick and maybe like maybe O'Connell, maybe Jimmy G, like like lame duck coaches. That game gets crazy either way. A lot of the time, you know, you don't know anything about those teams or those quarterbacks. So that terrible game, to te- in my opinion, low total, so it makes it like seem appealing. Just logically, like I don't I don't know why I would pay a tax for points when we might have the spread of the game totally wrong and we don't know it yet. This is one where like you at least have a little. I mean, it's Browning, so I guess you could say the same thing. But we at least have a little more to go on, and you, it's a team that literally is like addicted to playing one score games. Um, so like like Minnesota don't like the Chargers, even though they're lined about the same. All right, that's the Vikings and the Bengals coming up on Saturday. Ken, we don't have like news for the Lions and the Broncos on Saturday night. Like nothing. I don't think like the line move here is drive by any 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 type of news unless I missed it. Um, but we do have some line movements here, and we've had some line movement consistently throughout the week. Um, where do we stand right now, and what's your interpretation of all like the movements in the betting market for Saturday night with uh, Detroit and Denver uh, in Motown? Yeah, it's funny, right? Because the Lions get out to like five, five and a half, and five is like a pretty dead number in NFL betting, so it doesn't take as much to go through five out one side or another because the game's, you know, if you're a book, the game's almost never going to land five. Like, who cares? Um, like, who cares if somebody has four and a half one way and five and a half the other way? Congrats to them on, like, never winning their middle. Uh, but so, like, it doesn't, you know, this seems like a seismic kind of a move, but it's, you know, it's like just action um, to some degree. Lions were out to five, five and a half. Some money has come back in on Denver. And now we're like four, basically everywhere in the game. The total has stayed basically the same, 47 and a half, 48. Um, interesting push and pull. We didn't, um, we'll do coach of the year, like, in full tomorrow. Uh, this is as high leverage as it gets. And for people, just we only have a couple minutes left here. I'm not sure we can do any other games. Uh, I said yesterday, I thought Dan Campbell and Mike McDaniel, to me, had be, I'm I'm playing the market like I think they have a 0% chance to win. And I, I think I'm right. I'm obviously, or I wouldn't say that, or I wouldn't bet it that way. Uh, so one of the candidates then that has started to get bet a lot, and you could see it the market for coach of the year. It's very rare to see a an NFL award market go crazy in the middle of the week. Cause like, you know, nothing's happened. There have been no more games. And so it's like usually whatever the prices are Tuesday morning or Monday night, that's kind of what they're gonna be, you know, unless we get like a really significant injury. And these prices have been moving a ton. And I've been betting into it, but I definitely am not the only one. I'm not even betting that much uh versus some other markets. And Sean Payton's price has nosedived. And he was like 16, 18 at reopen, and he's like under 10. 
in a couple places, like eight to one, nine to one, ten to one in one other place. Uh, Shane Steichen has gotten bet out a lot, betting down a lot. And as those have happened, Mike McDaniel's price, they can't find buyers for Mike McDaniel anymore. Five to one, six to one just keeps going up. They're taking no money on him. They're also not taking a lot, a lot of money on D'Amico Ryans, which is interesting because although he is a very like possible winner as an improvement coach, obviously that's related to the fact that his quarterback may not play against the Tennessee Titans, and now they're a dog in the game. So again, go by the market expectation. Ryan's is likely to lose. Steichen is likely to win. Like you can see how their prices could end up narrowing, but if they don't win, like I, Sean Payton, I don't think he even has to win this game to win. He just has to make the playoffs. But like this would, I mean, he beats Dan Campbell and the Lions on national TV on Saturday night. Honestly. He should He's probably the be the favorite. He should probably be the favorite if he wins. Or he should the probably, be like, two to, probably be like two to one. Yeah. The, like maybe the co-favorite with Steichen, assuming Indy wins and Houston loses. Right. Indy has to win. Like honestly though, but like Denver's more, Denver has the Chargers to close. If, I'd have to look at the schedule to know exactly who would be more likely to like be better. But it would be very, if the, if the Colts won and the Broncos upset the Lions... I mean, Campbell and McDaniel, like, see ya, like, 50 to 1 by, like, no chance, which I already think is true anyway. Uh, could be a hard market reset coming coming on Saturday and Sunday for that. Denver's closing schedule at Detroit on Saturday night, then Bailey Zappi at home, Easton Stick at home, and the Raiders on the road in Week 18. Win, win, win. Com coming up in hour number three, great guests will join us. We'll start out Will Brinson from CBS Sports.